ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 130 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. It's been a long time since a couple of things since I since I've been in the lead chair here. Andrew's been been taking the lead almost every episode, which I have, I've appreciated, by the way. It also the lead guy also usually does the show sheet. So thank you very much, Andrew. But um, also a long time since I've been with my guy, Scott Sidlow here. Scott, how you doing tonight? Yeah, man. It's like, it's like old times, you know? And then it's like, all of a sudden, the last thing I remember is, you know, Matt Price was on and then wait, Matt <laughs> Price is on tonight. Oh, that's weird. Huh. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm doing pretty good as well. We'll, we'll get into that in a, in a few, a few minutes, a couple minutes here, but uh, uh, specifically my, my, my football team, but Matt first yeah. want to introduce that Matt- for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> first I want to introduce our guest, Matt Price. DLF, uh, so you know everybody. Tell everybody what you do and uh, your Twitter handle and all that good stuff. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Price FF. Um, all my stuff's at DLF. I co-host the DLF Dynasty podcast with Ryan McDowell and Dan Myler, and uh, the Dynasty Game Night podcast with Rocky and John and Russ. And uh, sometimes I write stuff too. Right now, I'm writing stuff for Four for Four for their uh, DraftKings Rainmakers content stuff so uh but mostly dynasty all over a dlf yeah did dgm we need, we need to get on that a little more we've been slacking ever since the, yeah. the champions ended. We, yeah we <laughs> said we said that hey uh we're getting paid now so we should try to do one every week and then we just and, and then we, we did got one burnt in like out, two months yeah <laughs> i think we got burnt out a little bit from the toc uh, uh definitely but uh we'll get right into the little bit of news we have here uh as I was referring to my my Eagles in the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl starting quarterback, uh, facing the Chiefs this week. So we, we've been kind of just talking about the playoffs a little bit to start off each episode as we go along here. Uh, so uh, what do you – I mean, for me, it seems like the, the – you know, not really even from a fantasy perspective, just talking about the game, it seems like the best two teams in the league are playing. And I, I'm, I'm really happy about that. I – I, I I'm biased a little bit, but I do think the Eagles probably have the best top to bottom roster in the league. And I know a lot of people thought the Bengals were going to beat the chiefs, but I, you know, it, Mahomes, uh, it, it's going to be fun. Andy Reid versus the Eagles. What do you think of this, this Super Bowl matchup, Matt? Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm not, I, I, I'm not necessarily sure the AFC best team in the AFC made it, especially with the Gimpy Mahomes. But I mean, he was obviously incredible as a Gimpy Mahomes beating, you know, maybe the best, uh, at least on paper, one of the best passing attacks in the NFL with the Bengals. And and really, the both the Bengals and the Bills came out flat 
uh, the week before. Mm-hmm. It was kind of uh, kind of disappointing to see their performances, honestly. Uh, and it started the week prior uh, with with Cincinnati barely getting by Baltimore uh, and the Bills. I can't remember who they played, but I remember that was a little bit Miami. of a rough game as well. Miami, Miami that's yeah. right, uh, with with uh, Skylar Thompson, Thompson. Uh, quarterbacking. <laughs> right, so like uh, it was those those teams weren't playing their best football entering the entering the playoffs, and Mahomes took advantage of that. So it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with the you know I think what I would think would consider a much better defense and like you said a much better roster top to bottom. Um, but you know it's Mahomes, so it's it's hard. It's really hard to count him out, even with like no wide receivers to throw to, and uh, you know running the offense through McKinnon and Pacheco and Pacheco. You know, like uh, it's it's so it's so crazy. I I think the Eagles probably take it, but it's so hard to bet on uh, bet against Mahomes. You know. Yeah, um, that's that's my big. I, I think they're a better team than the Chiefs, but you know Mahomes just can pull stuff out of his ass and and make plays and. And that's the thing I'm worried about. I, I, you know, I hope he's still. Not that I wish the guy to be hurt, but I wouldn't mind if he's still gimpy in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> high ankle sprains usually linger a while, uh, but but yeah, I, I I like their chances. I'm. It's kind of weird as uh, as an Eagles fan to be the Super Bowl favorite. I don't think even in the other Super Bowls we've made, I'm not sure we've ever been the favorite. It's it's bizarre. But uh, Scott, what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl before we move on to some of the other news pieces? I'm probably going to put some money on the chiefs, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of like you said, you know, really the best team made it. And everybody said, well, it would have been a different game. But I mean, it sucks pretty got hurt on the first drive, right? It sucks for the kid. I feel bad for him. Um, yeah. And yeah, it would have been a different game, but would they have won? Probably not. I mean, their defense couldn't stop the run and they were the top defense against the run. So, I mean, at the end of the day, what, what would have been different? Do you think they would have put up 30 points? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Probably not. So, um, you know, yeah, they, they got there. People saying it was an easy path and whatever, like, okay, well, they're in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, there's no easy path to the Super Bowl. It's a yeah, long I, I season think they, and, you know, is what it is. I think the Eagles were winning that game, even if Proc Purdy was perfect. I, 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 do, too. Game. I do too. You know, he was I exposed the pre, pri, prior week, too, a little bit. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, they, they scored 31 points on that vaunted defense, and I don't know that a healthy Brock Purdy yeah. changes that. No, so. no exactly. And yeah. and Jared Stidham did it to him, what was it, the last week of the regular season, That's too? True. So, like, yeah. all of a sudden, like, at the end of the season, the defense just, like, you know, it, it became something different for some reason. Yeah. Well, D'Amico Ryans was a little distracted, I'm sure. <laughs> Lots of all, all those offers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we finish up with the Super Bowl talk, why don't we uh, why don't we do a little uh, prediction here? I mean, Scott, you'll be on next week if if, uh, if, if Andrew kind of throws that out there. I think, well, no, I think you might not be on next week. Uh, but let's all make a Super Bowl prediction here. Who's who, Matt? You said you lean the Eagles. Give, give give me a score. Jeez, I feel like I always want these games to be high scoring, and they never are. So I always predict. I guess I always predict what I want them to be. So I'm going to say 31-30 uh, Philly. What about you, Scott? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing and and just bring (laughs) it down a notch and go like 27, 24. But no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say Eagles. Honestly, like if I'm betting, I'll probably put money on the Chiefs. But but if I'm if I got to pick one, I'll I'll take the Eagles. Yeah, I'm right around where you guys are. I I don't expect it. You know, the first two two games, like like you uh, referenced, Scott, have been. They haven't been tested at all pretty much. It's been pretty easy, but I, I I think they'll pull this out, but I do think it's going to be close, and I do think it's going to be high scoring. Their defense is very good. I think a little underrated by some people, but 
Mahomes the Chiefs is defense is good too, though. That is I mean, true. Chris Jones, Chris Jones is playing out of his mind, especially yeah, during the hurt. playoffs. So was Hassan so. Reddick, though. By the way, yep, yep. No, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I but, didn't uh, even know he's on the Eagles. <laughs> but he was everywhere. Like, Number seven he, was he everywhere like 16, last week. 17 sacks. I was like, who's that? Guy? I was like, wait, <laughs> you mean the bust from the Falcons? Oh, okay. Yeah, or, he he had a Falcons great regular. Like, there's been uproar here that he wasn't nominated for Defensive Player of the Year because he, he he had a great year. But uh, yeah, I still think it's going to be high scoring. Uh, I'm I'm thinking like 31, 27. The Eagles have been able to score on pretty much anybody this year uh even with the chiefs having a decent defense so i'm, I'm thinking somewhere in there and i it's going to be hard to stop Mahomes. so i think they'll give up some points but i think they pull it out in the end uh so we'll move on to a couple of news pieces here the big one happened uh well, i guess it was yesterday uh tom brady retires quote unquote for good uh, <laughs> you don't think so scott scott's not shaking his head now nah, we'll see we'll see you think I mean, he uh, comes back and if, plays for San Francisco? If he really has to, I mean, it depends on which conspiracy theories you believe. You know, did he get divorced because of the whole FTX thing? Or, <laughs> I heard um, that, yeah. You know, if if he really has to be like a single dad and, you know, can he do it from Miami? You know, yeah, but doing it from San Francisco or Vegas or, you know, the Vegas rumors don't make really any sense to be honest with you like okay there's a connection there with the coach you know how many coaches brady's played with like you could probably find one on half the teams and their defense is atrocious so why would you go there and then be in a in that division you know like it just that doesn't make any sense at all i doubt he wants to go to the afc like i don't see a lot of things there so yeah he's retired for now but you know what i mean you just never know with these guys Some, some situation comes up where you've got a great team and the guy goes down i mean you just you just never know. So I mean, I it's funny because last year the one thing I wanted to say was last year almost no one. There was one league out of all the leagues I'm in where some where somebody dropped Tom Brady. Whereas this year I'm just like watching the alerts come in. People are just dropping him, and I'm like, oh, that's just the second one. And yeah. I mean, he didn't have a great year last. So I guess you know he's coming off a monster year versus he's coming off like an year. So. You know, maybe, but I just I just found that interesting that like no one dropped him last time, and then now all of a sudden everybody. Especially since some people still have Andrew Luck on their roster. Yeah, yes. well, yeah so. right. Which one's well, more likely here? There's you know? also the fact that Tom Brady's going to be like 46 years old too. Like and, and Andrew Luck was in his 20s and he retired. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, Matt, do you do you think it's quote unquote for good? And and how does this affect your opinion of the rem- you know the remaining Bucks, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans are probably the most significant guys. They're, you know, Fournette, I think yeah. his value shot anyway. So yeah, Bray, I don't know. I think probably the most likely thing is that it's real. But uh, you know, my gut says that it's not. He's just. I mean, can't you see a scenario where him and Gronk hang out and? some vacation somewhere maybe they're on gronk's cruise boat and like hey man you want to go run it back with some other team let's go to some other team together or whatever you know i could i could see a million scenarios where brady wants to come back but um so i don't know in terms of uh goff and god excuse me godwin and and uh evans it seems like maybe they should probably blow it up and, and move on like unless they have a plan at quarterback there are a lot of free agent quarterbacks you know, that they could make a run at and, and try to try to be competitive again next season. But it seems to me like their 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 cap situation isn't isn't super great. So that would be a good way to to get under that a little bit. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Fournette has a has a huge tr- trade market. So 
I'm not sure what yeah. they would really do with him or how much money they, I haven't looked at his contract or anything, how much money they could save like by just million. outright cutting him or something. So it's four or five uh, million. Yeah. 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 I, I just want him to hand the ball, hand the reins over to Rashad White and let's go. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I think for me Godwin has has been a buy for a while, and I I don't worry too much. I mean, unless he just ends up with so much like if Kyle Trask is starting next year, then I'll be worried. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, I you know I think well, maybe yeah, a Garoppolo. Is gone. Yeah, Arians is that you know I mean so I think Trask is is done. You know? Yeah, and I think you know as long as he has a competent quarterback, Godwin just gets open and 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 just catches a bunch of passes. Uh, I, I we're a little more for I think Evans will be a little more quarterback dependent, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Not like Matt said, I, I could see them possibly trading him. Uh, you know, he's what going to be 30 now. Uh, not that Godwin's super young, but he's got a few years on I, Evans. I was speaking more from like NFL perspective, from a dying perspective. I agree, they're both, I think they're both biased because I think the sentiment is way down on them. Like, oh my god, what are they going to do for quarterbacks? And they're both very talented. And I, I don't, I think wherever they end up, they're going to be be productive. Um, yeah, and there's certainly yeah, a decent chance they could end up with a, a competent quarterback. Like, there's all these guys Absolutely. that we say they're gonna. This guy's gonna start somewhere next year, like Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, those kind of guys. Like, they're not great quarterbacks, but I think they can they can support an Evans or a Godwin or something Agreed. like if they're both there still. Yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll finish up with the uh, the big coaching news of the week that Sean Payton traded to the Broncos. I believe it was like it was a first and a second, and they sent back a third. I think Broncos yep. just throwing picks around like candy with between Russ and and Peyton <laughs> the last couple of years. Uh, so I'll start with you this time, Matt. Do you think it, does this? I've kind of believed Russ was going to be a bounce back candidate anyway. I I've yeah. said on trade addicts, I almost think Nathaniel Hackett being gone is almost like an Urban Meyer effect. Uh, so I, I definitely think there was going to be an improvement and, and Peyton's about the best you could have hoped for. So you, you have uh, any hope for us or are you just out on him? No, I, I agree. I think I was a buyer anyway before this and it makes me want to buy more. I have, I, I think the price has already started to increase a little bit. I've done, been running a couple of dispersals lately and uh, the first dispersal was before this news and his value was pretty depressed. And, and the second one uh, that's been running now for about a week, uh, it's definitely come up like 10 to 20% uh, price wise, different leagues, different setups and stuff, but I, it feels, he just feels more expensive already. And I still think is at a reasonable price. Um, and like you said, uh, Peyton's good for everybody. It, it's just can Peyton and Russ work together. And it feels like at this point, Russ has to make it work or, yeah. I mean, he's already kind of, he's, he's kind of like tarnished his reputation, right? We, we, he's already looked down as less of a quarterback than he was um in seattle i would say so uh hopefully he makes it work uh, this whole rust personality thing that that needs to they need to figure that out and i'm sure i mean it's going to be a way different challenge that peyton had with like drew Brees, right like it just seems like a different you know way different personality type so it'll be interesting to see how he handles that yeah and as uh our our rust that we all know has said uh Peyton, Peyton knows how to work with short quarterbacks, so that can only help Russ. <laughs> I guess that's true. Like people did comp comp uh, Russ to to Drew Brees uh, for a bit coming out, so that makes sense. Uh, I, I also think this could be good for uh, Javante too if he comes back fully healthy. Uh, he's had a lot of success with the running game in new Orleans, which people don't think as much about because of Drew Brees, but between Ingram and Kamara and all that Ingram pre Kamara and all that stuff, even back to like Deuce McAllister, he's had a lot of success with the running game. 
but but Scott, any what are your thoughts? So Javante Russ, anybody you want to talk about? Well, I'm just gonna say, I mean, you know, Kerry Collins was six five and Tony Romo was six two. So I mean he could just work with all quarterbacks. I mean, <laughs> Sean Payton, you know, he's a man. Um yeah, this is this is like one of those things that I've been trying to tell people that this time of year, there's so much NFL stuff that can affect fantasy stuff. And sometimes, you know, maybe you don't care why or, you know, whatever. But, like, this is the stuff that I'm looking at. I mean, Hackett ran an offense of progression-based, like, I have Aaron Rodgers who just makes pinpoint throws, and this is what I'm going to run. And then he tried to plug that in with Russ and did not change anything. I mean, what do we know about Russell Wilson? He's a, he's a rollout guy. He's a play action guy, you know, move the pocket. Like, you know, that, so why would you not incorporate any of that stuff? I mean, they were both probably stubborn, right? And they both probably were kind of set in their ways and it just didn't mesh. Uh, but Sean Payton is a, is a West coast matchup based guy. He can do, he can do the horizontal typical West coast game. He can also do the the vertical game, which we saw early, like with Drew Brees. Right. And then later in his career, when it was more, uh, you know, horizontal thrown to the running backs, you know, we've seen Jimmy Graham, we've seen the Marquise Colston's we've seen Devery Henderson's of the world, like these random guys that, that turn into like, not necessarily stars, but, you know, and then you you think about some of those names over the years, and then you go, yeah, but look at who the Broncos have. You know, so I think that just gives you some really good, um, like, just good vibes about it, right? Like, yeah, these guys are actually talented. So imagine if he could come in here and install a, install an offense, and Russell Wilson can get on the same page, and they can kind of mesh a little bit. I mean, it it should be, it may not be instant. But it, it could be one of those scenarios where you're right. That's exactly right. Is the uh, the Urban Meyer effect essentially, <laughs> where you're just going to see a whole the whole, you know, team just just rise up. Essentially, you're going to get better performances from every position group, every player. So I think they're pretty much all buys at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and uh, again, even before the Peyton thing, it was like there's no way I thought that. You know he's too. He's not old enough that he's washed up. So there's no way he was going to be this bad again. He's, he didn't physically he had, look washed. It, it yeah. was just the decision making, right? Yeah. So that's and, and we have like what like a ten year sample size of him being a good to very good quarterback, and and one year with Nathaniel Hackett of him being an awful quarterback. So I'll I'll look at this as the outlier, and Peyton just helps that. And like Matt said, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, even you know it's obviously giving him a bump, but I still don't think people are paying a ton. For, for Russell Wilson. So uh, I, he's a guy that I'm definitely looking, you know, especially with the way I play quarterback, I still think he's a guy you can get for like a, a single for latish first. So yeah, uh, easily. Uh, yeah. Two and seconds, I, I, I maybe even. Yeah. And I'm fine paying that for him. Cause I, like I said, I do see a bounce back. So uh, we'll, we'll, that'll finish up our, our little headline news section. We'll get on to, to continuing our divisional series. Uh, NFC North we have up this week. Uh, which is one of the reasons we brought Matt on. We'll get to his Packers in a little bit here. Um, but we generally, the way we've been doing it is going by uh, going by the division finish. So we're going to start with the Vikings, kind of look at these guys from a buy, sell, hold perspective, talk about a lot of the players. Uh, so Matt, uh, well, first I'll, I'll, you know, Andrews has been doing it this way. I'll list off the, the significant fantasy players on the team. We got uh, obviously Kirk Cousins, a quarterback, Cook, and Madison, who I believe is a free agent, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, obviously Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson, 
and Irv Smith is still there. Is, uh, is he a free agent this year? I'm not sure. Um, but I think he's a UFA. I think he is. I, I can yeah. double check, but yeah. Feels like he's been in the league at least like four four years or so. And yet he's only like 24 or 20. You know, yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, those are the significant fantasy players. So we kind of just uh, go around and talk about some of these guys. Is there anyone you're looking to uh, buy here, Matt, on the Vikings? Anybody you consider a buy? I really don't think so, except for maybe, you know, your your boy Kirk Cousins. I was gonna say you better league. say like, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like like if I can He's get Russ Ru- like if I can get Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins for a late first, I probably want Cousins, you know, uh just for yeah. a little bit more more security, more safety. So um, I think he's really the only one. I think a lot of people would say Hawkinson, but I think I think he probably still is a little bit undervalued compared to those other top tier guys. But I would, if if I was going to go make a a move with Hawkinson, I think I might go the other way and say like, can I get Dallas Goddard in a second for Hawk Hawkinson right now? Um, so I don't know. I don't really want to buy anybody except for maybe Kirk Cousins and a Superflex. You want you you want to buy Kirk Train Scott? Um. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I mean, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's he's fine. Not, it's he's fine. Not, exactly. He's yeah, not he exciting. Like seven this year, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I I have plenty of shares too. So I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. But I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking we just go on. Uh, we have to gloat a lot about our boy T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, look at what. Yes. He, he by the way, I don't think people. Re- I, I brought this again uh, up on Trade Addicts recently. He, he's uh I might have even been on junkies the last time I was on. He's, he was tight end two this year. Not that he was, yeah. you know, that premier, you it's know, basically one tight end. because like Kelsey is just, you know, yes. and then it's of the rest else, of the, so, yeah. the, you know, earthly tight ends, he was right. tight end one. Right. Uh, but I mean, that could start, you know, it, like we said, he's not, he's not on a different tier. He, he was, you know, within a few points of, of probably tight end seven or, you know, per game. But uh, he still is producing really well in Minnesota. I, I I kind of am on that TJ Hawkinson train again. A couple of years ago, me and Russ were all over TJ Hawkinson, and then he did not do much in Detroit. <laughs> but it's been it was it looked really good in Minnesota, and Adam Thielen's fallen off. I I don't I, I don't think his uh, price has gone up much more than it's been the last couple of years for Hawkinson. So I I kind of I get where where Matt's coming from is maybe you sell him for a Goddard in a second, but I. I'm also looking to buy him too. And, and Andrew in the chat says, uh, I love me some Hawk, uh, our, our fellow host, Andrew. But uh, uh, any any sells here, Scott? Does anybody you're looking to sell of these guys? Um, I think it's, if you haven't already sold Dalvin Cook, it's, it's time. Um, it's probably already too late, honestly. Um, I have, I think, three or four shares left. Um, pretty much get laughed at for asking for a first. So there's... Uh, <laughs> not much you could do with him at this point. You either ride him out, maybe if you're a contender, you're somewhere in the middle, maybe try, you know, packaging him with a second for a first, something like that. But I think you got to get out um, sooner than later. Uh, I know Madison's going to be gone and whatever, but Cook just, he he didn't really live up to it this year. And he's he's got that, that shoulder issue that's just never going to heal. Um, you know, that type of injury, it's not time that's going to heal it. It's just, you keep, injuring it and it's just going to get worse so that's it you know i i think i want to wait until like unless i just want to try to get like a second or try to upgrade a pick in this draft i think i'm probably waiting until 
we're, we're on the downslope of the off season until when we're headed back towards point scoring season, you know, when people actually want to roster running backs, I guess you run the risk of him Good getting point. hurt in an OTA or something like that. But I just think you're <laughs> probably selling a little bit low if you do it right now when nobody wants to roster running backs, especially one that heavily disappointed. Um, but I don't mind it if you want to get into this year's class. And, uh, well, I guess both of you, Matt, Scott, whoever wants to chime in, where, where you go, Alexander Madison is an interesting case to me. You know, he's performed well when he's been given the chance for the most part, and he is an uh, unrestricted free agent this year. And he's also, uh, you, you mentioned it with Irv Smith, Madison's also still very young. I think he's only 24, maybe 25, but I think it's 24. Uh and he could be on a new team. Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe Dalvin goes somewhere else. I, I don't know what his contract situation is. Uh, but what do you think of uh, Madison here? And is, is that someone, you know, this running back market this year is going to be interesting. I feel like there's a decent amount of free agent guys. We know there's a, a pretty good class this year. So uh, I guess, Matt, I'll throw it to you again. Where are you at on Madison? I, I think he's fine. I, I think he. He could compete for, you know, a, a lead back in some committees, but he's probably going to be a two somewhere. Uh, I'm trying to think of like landing spots where he could compete for the for for the one, maybe like maybe like Arizona if they move on from Connor. Um, it's just it's just tough because he's been fine as a starter, but I wouldn't say he's been you know like a you know like a like a like a top end kind of guy, right? So in that that kind of market for running backs is is, is kind of depressed. Uh, he is a UFA this year. He is only 24. So that's, that's appealing. I just, I don't, I don't know where he's going to land that he's going to get a, a shot to be the full-time starter. I feel like wherever he goes, it's, he'll get a, he might get a slight, slight upgrade as like a lead back in a, in a, in a strong committee or something, but I don't think he's going to be competing for a, an every down role, you know? Yeah. I, I think you're probably right there. I think the hope is that he's a one a somewhere, uh, Scott, would you would you throw a mid second for Madison? No, I don't want any. No, guys. yeah, he's like he's he's like he's like you want to buy him for a third, but if you're if you have him, like what's the no point one's of selling, selling yeah. for a third? They're, he's somebody yeah. that's so hard to move. I think. And uh, I guess the only other guy, you know, Adam Thielen. We all know what Justin Jefferson is. I, yeah, of course, you, you know, you want to have him on your team, but trying to yeah. buy him, good luck with that. So, yeah. uh, and I don't, I'm not selling him either. So he's basically a hold. Uh, Thielen's pretty much uh, kind of over the hill at this point. KJ Osborne is what he is. The only other guy I was kind of interested in was the, the Irv Smith. He's I, a free agent. I, he is a free agent. So the, back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which means he could get a bump if he ends up going somewhere. It looks like he's going to start. But I'm kind of, like, over Smith. <laughs> like, I had hope for him early in his career, and it just – he never – and Cousins has always been a guy who kind of likes to favor the tight end, and he just never really did much uh, there. Like, he, he he never did what Hawk is doing right now, really. So, uh, either Irv Smith, uh, just, a, you know, I guess a hold if you have him, and uh, – I like maybe sell him if he gets a, a bump from signing somewhere where he looks like he's going to be the starter. Scott. I, Sorry, man. I don't know. <laughs> you were kind of staring at me. I so know. I just threw it to Scott. <laughs> Scott there. Okay, Matt. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm still kind of interested in Irv Smith, depending on landing spot. I think he's still, you know, he came into the league so young, 20 years old, and and really had only played tight end for a year or two. 
uh, coming out of school. Uh, his first two years in the league were were pretty injury riddled, and now you know they just go and sign Hawkinson because you because Irv Smith they couldn't really rely on him, right? So, you know, if the health comes together, I think the talent's there. He still has stuff to learn as in terms of playing the position, but uh, I think the physical talent is there uh, to still be productive. So, you know, we see these guys, these tight ends, all the time become take take more than three years. You know, we like to say three years. Tight end's going to take three years. Sometimes it takes longer than that. Look at I know Evan Ingram had a great first year, but hasn't really hadn't really done anything since. And all of a sudden he goes to Jacksonville and has a has maybe the, I think it's the best season of his career tight end seven overall I believe yeah. he finished as so uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's out of the out of the question that that Irv Smith goes somewhere and becomes productive so somebody wants to I, I don't know if I really want to pay anything for him I guess if I have a late third I, I'd throw it yeah, at that's him thing. He's something like that guy. yeah <laughs> yeah so like I'm not really going to pay that much for him but I think he still has plenty of room for for growth yeah and he's actually a guy I have I think despite being in many, many leagues have zero shares of. So, uh, I, yeah, to me, he would, if I, uh, if I have them, I'd be, I'd be hoping for a good spot and then trying to sell them for probably a second. Like if he ends up, I can't even think of somewhere off the top of my head where it'd be, Oh, wow. He signed there, but, uh, I'm sure there's a couple places where he could look like a nice, you know, right away fill in starter. And, uh, that's when I'd move him. But uh, we'll, we'll move on to our next team, which is not the Packers, Matt, um, even going by division, uh, you know, record here because of that last game of the season where <laughs> the Packers did not get in the playoffs. For the first time since 1968, the Lions. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to the Lions. So we'll, we'll run down their top fantasy players, uh, the most significant guys. Of course, Jared Goff at quarterback, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, uh, I'm in Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, uh, DJ Shark, Josh Reynolds, for whatever they're worth. And I don't believe they have a real tight end. I put Brock Wright question mark uh, on the show sheet here. Uh, so to me, Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer there you go. <laughs> uh, I actually think Goff might be a bit of a buy. I'm curious what you guys think of that. Uh, he performed really well down the stretch. Uh, Jamison Williams, you got to believe, is going to be even better next year. And uh, maybe if they get a legit tight end to replace Hawkinson, it could be even better. I kind of – and I think Goff is kind of locked in there. I mean, they're not picking high enough to really get a premier rookie quarterback. And I think he's performed well enough that he's going to be there for at least another year or two. So, uh, Matt, what about Goff? Yeah, I, I I like him. I think he's going to have a much tougher schedule next next season. We're going to see what he's really he's really made of. Uh, I've always had a little bit of concerns with how he's going to mesh with Jamison Williams. Uh, you know, I think Williams can be more than just a deep ball receiver, but we haven't really seen that yet from him. And uh, but I do think that. Uh, his connection with Amon Ross St. Brown is, is, you know, it's like a Cooper cup level connection, uh, a player that you know, really saved the early part of his career. So uh, I like him fine. I mean, I, I think he's, I think his value is maybe a little bit inflated right now based on, I think, what was he finished as QB 10, something like that. I think it was in the top 10. Um, so I think it's, a, his value is probably a little bit inflated right now. He went for uh, like 10% of, 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 of dispersal budget and the two, and the two dispersals that uh, have run so far. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I like him. I think it's fine, but I don't know if he's going to like, if I have a late first again, is that what he, is that what golf cast costs? It just depends on like what else I can do with that, that late first round pick. Yeah, that's true. I don't think anyone's selling him for a second. And yes, uh, at least in TA scoring, which is what I have up on my screen here. He was QB 10. 
So, uh, at least in total points, points per game, QB 14. So I just got an uh, offer for Goff. Actually, I have Goff, and this was the offer. Um, he says, is this of interest to you? Or please counter and give me an idea of what you're looking for. <laughs> Mike Boone, Jarvis Landry, a 23 third and uh, a 23 first. I don't know what that first does for you, but but Boone and Landry, boy, I'm I'm well, I think that's, I'm that's, that's that's a trade for a first. So, <laughs> yes. yes. Golf for a first it, it's, and I, it, it's golf. It's golf and Bellinger for a first, basically. So, I mean, that's. You know, it's I guess that's kind of that's kind of where he's at. I'm not going to trade him for that probably in this particular roster, but I, I think that's probably it's, fine. Yeah, I think it's roster dependent, but I think that's I think that's yeah, fair. It's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, and uh, Kyle in the chat here asks: uh, Is Amon Ra a top five wide receiver in Dynasty, Scott? Top five? No, but you know he's de- he's definitely a wide receiver one. So. Yeah, top 12 but yeah top think, top five's pushing it for me i think he's right in the conversation i think he's in that same Not tier with 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 cd lamb and and jalen warren or uh, uh jalen warren jalen right warren, there yeah. in that kind of same tier so like that five to seven range i think if you if you want to put him there that's fine but i think he's probably six or seven for me yeah i, I agree with that i think he's right up there i mean he proved it again this year he had that ridiculous run uh in 2021 when he when he started taking off uh I still, I still think a lot of people don't don't think of him that way. Agree. Uh, yeah, and and if you know if he was drafted in the first, maybe even the second round, I think he'd be considered a lot higher. It's just we already had he started lower, and it's just taking a long time for his value to go up. He has another year like this year. I think he, he's probably in that like firmly in that discussion of, of top five because he's still a young guy, and this will be three. You know, the first three years of his career, he'll have been a. He'd have been a wide receiver one uh, for two of them if he does it again next year. And he was like the wide receiver three for the last six games of, of 2021. So uh, another guy that's interesting to me on this list is Swift. People are all over the place with him. Some still believe he can have a break, you know, not a break, I guess not breakout, but, but, you know, even be better than he's been if he could just stay healthy. And some people are just like, I'm over Deandre Swift. Uh, which one are you, Matt? <laughs> uh i think i'm pro i think i'm probably gonna ride the fence on this one like i can see it you can see the talent but obviously it's tough to trust him right now but we see running backs every year that we think we can't trust and then all of a sudden they're healthy for 17 games you know so i don't think it's out of the question but the problem real problem for swift is jamal williams isn't going anywhere they really like him in that goal line role he was obviously very successful in it last year i don't see why that would necessarily change uh but swift awfully obviously has more to offer uh, in other areas of the field, he really needs to leverage that uh, in terms of high value touches, like he's going to lose the goal line uh, ones to, to Williams. So he needs to get the the receiving work. And that wasn't necessarily happening consistently, even when he was on the field last year. So uh, I think that's a big part of his game that's going to have to come back. Uh, but he's definitely not like the running back two or three like he was for for much of the early part of the, the regular season, basically all last offseason. Uh, so I think he's probably more closer to 10 than he is to two at this point. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big DeAndre Swift guy. I have, I, I have a ton of shares, and 
I still have hope that he can he he can get back to that two level, but it, it doesn't seem like they they want to use him in in that capacity where you can get enough. I mean, the passing work is great, but he's not getting enough of the rushing work. It, uh, again, maybe I should do some research before I come on, but I believe Jamal Williams is a free they all agent. Are. They all yeah. are Williams, Jackson, Reynolds. They're all free agents. Um, but I I would probably bet on Jamal Williams coming back. He's coming back. He's yeah. absolutely coming back. Yeah, I yeah. I would I would bet on that. He's he's uh Dan Campbell's boy. He's like the heart and soul of that. Yeah, offense. and he's exactly. just he's just gonna keep stealing those touchdowns, which is just gonna hurt DeAndre Swift's value. Swift's gonna have to score from you know 10, 15 yards out. Yep. So like he's yeah. he's just gonna it's gonna be tough for him to have a double digit touchdown kind of year. And then the the last guy we'll talk about that we haven't mentioned yet, uh, well, just in passing, is uh, Jamison Williams. Uh, you know, we we haven't seen hardly anything from him really in terms of production. Uh, he did get on the field towards the end of the year, but but Scott uh, and then maybe Matt afterwards. So where are you guys at on him? Are you interested in acquiring him? Uh, is he a buy maybe because he didn't do much this year? What do you think? Scott, you start. Yeah, so um, I have startup uh, Dynasty ADP here from from January uh, DLF. And Jamison Williams is wide receiver 25 there, um, you know, which probably feels about right. Uh, and then maybe looking at some of the names around him. So the top three just above him, Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk, Marquise Brown. And the three just below, Cooper Cup, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. Um, so it it <laughs> you can't really get a wider uh, variety there of, of receivers, you know, um, from stylistically and, you know, fantasy-wise, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably taking him over most of those guys, though. I mean, if I'm a contender, it's kind of hard to take him over like a Cooper Cup or – um, you know, well, maybe just cup there from that standpoint, but even like Christian Watson, I'd probably still rather have him than Watson. I'd probably still rather have him than Ayuk, uh, Dotson, him and McLaurin a little bit closer to me. So, I mean, yeah, would I maybe re-roll for another first? I don't know because we're not really re-rolling. We didn't really see enough out of him. So to me, I, I'm probably if I drafted him and I held him this long, I'll probably just hang on and, and see what he can do versus trading him for another first unless I'm trying to, you know, maybe package those for a quarterback or, you know, whatever we're trying to accomplish. Um, but just as far as straight up, you know, JMO for a first, I'll probably stay where I'm at. Matt, what do you think about any of those names I mentioned? And, and if you trade him just straight up for any random first or even, a, I guess, a late first in this class? I think it would have to be, which you're not going to get, obviously, but I think if I was going to trade him for a first, it would have to be a top three pick. So you're not going to get that. At that point, I think he's, you know, if he was healthy and in this class, he would be the wide receiver one in this class. So when you get to that fourth pick, I think you're talking about Jamar Gibbs or or the top wide receiver. Right. Um, So like, you know, if he's going to be the top receiver in that class, I'll go ahead and take him. I was looking at the trade finder a little bit on uh, the DLF train finder just to pull up some trades. And I mean, I would, some of these trades, I mean, you know, you have to take some of these with a grain of salt because, you know, different trade rules and all that kind of, we don't know where these picks necessarily lie without really digging into the league and and looking at the rosters and and seeing where they finish. But Kenneth Walker for Williams and a 23 first, like give me Jamison all day for that one. Wow. Uh, Another, another deal similar to that. uh, But even worse, maybe for the other side is Devontae 
Adams happened on uh, the 31st of December for Devontae Adams for Jameson Williams and a 23 first. Um, wow. So, you know, yeah. like, uh, I think he, if, if I'm, if I'm giving up, he costs first and something else. Uh, but I would certainly like to buy him for some of these names we're seeing. I think Kenneth Walker's value is extremely inflated right now. Is I think he's the ninth overall pick in the, in the first round. Which to me, like I, no, thank you for 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 that. I like Walker just fine, yeah. but I would rather if I could trade Walker for Williams, uh, Jamison Williams, and something else, I would absolutely do that. So he's more of a buy. I'm not going to sell for a single first. And I agree with you on Walker there. I, like I like Walker, but it, the questions coming out were about his pass catching, and he did do that in some games. But it's not like he's it's still been shown to be a weapon in that regard. And if if you're not, then it's hard to. It's hard to get too high up uh, production-wise if you're not going to be yeah, catching the, a fair amount of passes. The, the classic example of that is, what was it? Was it two years ago, Derrick Henry's 2,000-yard season, and he was still not running back one overall? He yeah, was like running back Kamara, three. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yep. Because yeah, Kamara yeah. catches a bunch of passes. So. And, and Walker did have like a like a six-catch game, but like most of it was like one or two catches per game. So Right, yeah. Yep. So not, not enough. Okay, so now we get to uh, Matt's Packers here. Do we have to? Uh, <laughs> yes, we do, man. <laughs> Part of the reason you're here is, is, is so we can talk about. Well, the we just want the scoop on Rogers. We know you have a connection. That was going to be the yeah. first question uh, I asked, but right. let me let me run through the names real quick. Uh, significant uh, fantasy option. Well, maybe not all significant, but uh, the names we know: Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, uh, AJ Dillon at running back, obviously. Uh, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb at receiver. Uh, and Robert Tunyon, uh, I, I tight end. So uh, that was the first question I had planned to ask you to be on. Where you know, as a Packers fan, what do you? How do you see this Rodgers thing playing out? Is is Love going to be the quarterback next year? What do you think? I have no idea, man. Like, like who knows what? And nobody knows what, what Rodgers, and maybe he doesn't even know. I, I don't think the I don't think the Packers are going to bend over backwards to get him back this year, like they did last year. And if somebody comes calling, I'm sure they'll consider moving him. There's this apparently a weird connection between him and Nathaniel Hackett, which I don't get at all. I know that he was this <laughs> coordinator two years ago, but like, is that really a big enough draw to go to the Jets? I mean, the Jets have a, have a good team. Don't get me wrong, or, except for the quarterback position. So, um, but yeah, if if Rogers goes, you have to think it's love. Like if, if it's not love now, then it's never going to be. And right. you're going to, I think you're going to have to, you're going to have to make a, a decision on him pretty soon. Uh, I think, I believe this is his fourth year, final year on his, on his contract. Um, and, or did they pick up the fifth year option? I can't even remember. They did. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't think they did. So uh, the, the, you have to see what They're you have to. with them. He's on the roster. He's been in your system for four years. Like what you have to, you have to see what you have. So I, I think he would be the quarterback if Rogers was to move on. Um, but you know, I'm not super confident that that's really going to work out. So uh, it, it, what would be the biggest slap in the face is, okay, Rodgers is gone. Now let's go draft our first round right wide receiver for, for, for our new quarterback, <laughs> Jordan Love. That would be the biggest. I mean, they should do that, but, but, but it was just to, yeah. such, 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 such irony, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I think you, uh, this would be the year they have to pick up his fifth-year option, right? It was yes. three, yes. post, yes. yes, this is his third year. They will, they year. will. They don't have yeah. much of a choice. They're going to yeah. have to. yeah. Uh, what do you think, Scott? You, where are you at on Aaron Rodgers? Is he, uh, where do you think he ends up? Does he play for Green Bay? Does he end up somewhere else? And, uh, is it, is, is it Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else and then maybe you can get a bump out of him and sell him or, or what do you think? 
Yeah, I think I'm kind of hoping for that. Um, I had a chance to sell it. I think actually Rocky, one of our leagues, I got an offer of a, a, just a single first for him last year, and I should have taken it because my team's I terrible. And why price, yeah. didn't I take it? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I was like, wow, this team's really good. It's probably going to be late. And then like it ended up being <laughs> like the 106. Ah. And I'm literally just kicking myself like the whole season thinking about that. And then now he'd be praying like, to get the 106 well, for Rogers maybe, at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, definitely not yeah. going to get that. But if no, I could yeah. even get a late first, if he signs somewhere else or whatever, if he comes back. Uh, and they get him a weapon or something. Lazard and Cobb are both going to be gone, most likely. Um, you know, his contract really puts them in a bad spot. Uh, so I, I don't I don't really know what they're going to. They're going to have to draft a receiver, right? Because they can't really sign one, and there's really nobody to sign anyway. So unless they're going to trade for one, which is pretty unlikely, I mean, they're going to have to draft somebody, uh, I guess. Otherwise, it's just, you know, Christian Watson and Dubs and, Whoever else they threw out there, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's I think it's maybe hard to come back to that situation, um, but he put him in that situation, so I I don't know. He's kind of an enigma, but I I kind of like him to the Jets. Just the parallels yeah. to Brett Favre, the age, all that, and like honestly, the Jets really, the Jets with Aaron Rodgers can compete. Like, agree, yeah. That I mean, that defense is good. Look good at the players, weapons, yeah. like. Yeah, they need to fix the O line a little bit. They've had some injuries and and, and some misses there, but. They, yeah, they I just mean, have that trash quarterback Zach Wilson that's, that's messing everything up. Like, somebody on this get... podcast really didn't like him. I can't remember who. <laughs> I, I yeah, no idea. Um, uh, Matt, what do you think? I wanted to ask both of you about this guy, Christian Watson, because I I think you can make the argument he's a buy, a sell, or a hold. So so which one would you? Uh, how would you? Where would you put Christian Watson in those three categories? I think he's. I think he's. You're right. He could go any direction. Exactly. I was like, he's an axe. He's a, he's a buy because I think the upside is much higher than we've already seen. But also, like, maybe not because he all of the things that we were concerned about with Christian Watson before are still concerns. Like, he's still an old prospect. He's still raw. Uh, the athletic potential that he showed on those multi-touchdown games, we already knew that was there and, and present. Um, it just took you know a Hall of Fame quarterback to to unlock <laughs> unlock that right. Uh, so. Oh, I, that's the other thing with them. We don't know even, I mean, it's probably love, but we don't know for sure who his quarterback's even going to be next year. I think I, I think I like gun to my head. Like if, like if someone came with call, calling with a, like a, like a, a first, a late a mid to late first for Jamison Williams, we said, no, no, thank you. I'm going to keep Jamison Williams. I think I probably would move on for Watson for one of like the top three receivers in this class, you know? So like a pick in that, I guess like four to seven range. Yeah, and I, I think it, it might. Uh, that's probably that's probably what the Watson uh, manager is going to want because he, he was picked sort of late first in most uh, most rookie drafts last year, and he showed a little something. So you're not. I don't think you're getting him for a late first, right? Uh, but uh, but Scott, what do you think? Is he are you are you with Matt then? Maybe more of a, a sell if you can get that kind of price. Yeah, I think so. Um, friend of friend of the show uh nick <laughs> on twitter he uh just posted recently i think today actually um christian watson on keep trade cut which i don't know that much about but people keep mentioning it so obviously it's a thing sorry you're not ever getting um, a sponsor from them but you know so yeah <laughs> you, I don't worry about it <laughs> literally never never used it never heard of it but 
Uh, he's above George Pickens, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, Traylon Burks, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore. I mean, so wow. if I can tear down De- Marquise Brown, Deontay Johnson, like if I can, if I can go to any one of those guys, I mean, and and honestly, Watson is almost twenty four yeah. years old. Like I'd sell Watson for Godwin straight up. Let alone if you're saying George he's below, Pickens you should be getting two a plus. years younger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like some of these guys aren't even, you know, like Ayuk's only a year older. Jerry Judy's the same age as Christian Watson. I mean, like that's just wild. So I mean, just some of those things you you look at. I mean, obviously different sides, different things. It's why, you, you know, it's why you go to DLF, right? Because that's, that's <laughs> going to be legit, but um, it's interesting to see some of the, this time of year, you get some of that weird stuff. So if you've got somebody in your league that follows that or whatever, then there you go, make, make some offers and, and sell. Okay. And then the last uh, spot I think we talk about is the, is the running backs, Jones and Dylan. Uh <sighs> we kind of been looking for Dylan to sort of break out and he hasn't really done it. He's had his moments. He said spans of a few weeks, maybe a month where he'll score a bunch of touchdowns. Matt, how do you, how do you see this running back situation breaking out next year? Since, since you're the guy who's, you know, following the Packers there. I I think it's going to be similar. Honestly, I think they're both buys. Uh, They're both, I think their value, both of their values are very depressed right now. And on a team where you have a, quarterback that we're not sure about i think they're going to be even more run heavy they're the two best offensive players on the team so i think that lafer will now that rogers is gone he'll be able to you know he won't have all of his plays that he calls in uh just be you know brushed off by by the quarterback probably <laughs> like i happened with rogers last season uh and uh these guys are going to be the focal point of the offense i think so i think they're both buys in these dispersals i've been talking about they've been all going in like the 20 to 30 dollar range out but both of them been going in like the 20 to 30 dollar range and that's in a thousand dollar budget uh kind of kind of thing so i think i think both of them are gettable for those mid that mid second round price and i think that's a fair price for both of them do you think uh that the sort of usage that we've seen i mean obviously you're saying and i agree that we'll probably see a little more volume overall in the running game but i mean between the the split do you think it's going to be similar to what we've seen like last year or could dylan overtake jones in any way or i think he could in early downs if they want to play it that way but jones is so good from on early downs as well either as a runner or a passer and we keep saying you know dylan's the big guy he's going to be the goal line guy but aaron jones is one of the best running backs in the NFL at the goal line. Um, so it's just, it's really hard to predict. I think we're going to see basically the same that we saw this year, but a little bit with more volume with Jones getting a lot more receptions and Dylan getting more of those between the cackle carries. I don't think there's, I don't really think either of them are going to establish a major dominance in the backfield. I think it's going to be somewhere in the 55, 45 range, like as a maximum, you know? Uh, so. Yeah, I, I I would tend to agree, and I think of the two, I and this might be the first time saying this, I might more prefer to, if you can get him at a similar price range, which you probably can because Jones is getting up there in age, I, I think I would go for Dylan because of the age gap. Yeah. And uh, it's not like Dylan's, when given the chance, has been a slouch in the passing game himself. Totally. It's just that Aaron Jones is very good at that. Um, but Dylan's shown more of a, a propensity for it than we kind of thought with him coming out. So uh, any thoughts on these two running backs before we move on to the Bears, uh, Scott? Which um, won't take us too long, I don't think. No, it won't. <laughs> uh, A.J. Dillon was my 
top five most acquired player last year in my portfolio. So we need that to pay off. Uh, I will mention this. Aaron Jones, as a post-June 1 cut, uh, would have only $4 million dead cap, $16 million in cap savings, and the Packers are exactly $16 million over the cap. So, mm. yeah, I, I don't see them moving on from him, but it depends on how bad of, of situation they're they're left with there, you know, depending on what Rodgers does. So, I was just going to say, it, you can make the case possible. with Rodgers leaving and, and a younger quarterback and – Youngest yeah. receivers, maybe you just. Well, and Jones may yeah. just want to be out too at that point. That's true. So, yeah. Yep. Okay, so we'll uh, finish up with the Bears here. This uh, illustrious group of, of names I have for you here: uh, Justin Fields, the, the 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 star of the group here, quarterback. Uh, Khalil Herbert, <laughs> Khalil Herbert, and. Uh, 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 I forgot to put his name on here. David Montgomery at running back. I'm like, why? Why do I not see David Montgomery? He's a free uh, agent. Doesn't matter. That is true. Darnell Mooney, uh, Chase Claypool, Vilas Jones, and Equinemius St. Brown at wide receiver, and Cole Komet at tight end. Scott, talk about somebody and and make a case that we should care. <laughs> Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Right there. That's all you need to know. You should be buying Cole Komet. Because honestly, there's nobody else to catch passes. <laughs> so, mean, you know, you, you got to go with it. Are they, you know, listen, we know what they should do, but we also know it's the Bears. So, are they going to do one of these, you know, let's surround our, our young quarterback with, you know, trade for somebody, whatever. They have all this cap space to, and they? blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean they they gave up the thirty second pick for Chase Claypool. So you tell me, oh, we have this. That's no, nuts. we have a new GM. Things are going to be different. No, they're not. Okay, they're not. They're a cheap organization. They don't care until they sell the team, which we're getting very close now on this whole stadium thing and all this stuff going on. So it's getting there. But until they sell the team, they're they're just not going to do that. So uh, you you got to go with what's there and what's most likely to happen. They'll probably draft somebody. They'll probably sign like, you know, Alan Lazard or some jackass like that. And then, you know, Cole Komet is going to be the guy that's going to, you know, be the beneficiary of being a red zone target and just already having the rapport, having time in the system. Uh, I, I like him as one of the next young guys to, to make the jump and, you know, Will he be like an elite guy, a top three guy? Will he do like what TJ Hawkinson did? No, probably not. Uh, but you're not paying nearly anything for him. You could probably get him for a second, honestly, pretty much anywhere. So um, Cole Komet will be a guy I'm targeting the next, you know, six months. Uh, Matt, any, any well, I guess first, any thoughts on Cole Komet? And then I wanted to ask you about uh, the kind of the premier name here in Justin Fields. I, I was just looking at it. It's actually even higher than I thought. A QB six in points per game. Uh, so I mean, I don't know that he's valued as QB six. So it, it, and maybe he gets more weapons. So or, or is he maybe someone you want to buy? I, that's a lot of maybes, by the way. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you want to say anything on Komet, and then I'm curious your thoughts on Fields. Yeah, Komet. I I think it's I think he's fine to buy. I do think he's a bit undervalued at tight end fifteen right now. You know, I think he's probably closer to the back end tight end ones, uh, especially as 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 uh, as Scott said, as you know, pretty much his main weapon. I do think the Bears are in a very good spot, obviously with the number one pick. If they 
if they end up making that pick and not trading it for a million picks or some very good players and a combination of picks where they can also draft a very good wide receiver like they I mean, that's what I expect to happen as a Packers fan and watching the Bears organization for decades and decades. Uh, But like they are in a catbird seat. So that makes and and all of these pieces are fairly cheap. So that kind of makes me want to buy in a little bit. Uh, which hurts me again as a Packers fan, but I do want to buy Fields too, quarterback six. I actually do have him as quarterback six overall in my Superflex rankings, um, but I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for the running quarterbacks, and he's the cheapest, I guess, outside of Daniel Jones. If you want to consider Daniel Jones, who did have a very good rushing season as well, um, that Fields is the the, the 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 cheapest of those 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 mega rushing quarterbacks. So uh, I do want to buy him. I'm fine with the quarterback six price. I'm fine sending a couple of first round picks for him if that's what it what it costs and I need a quarterback. Um so yeah I'm I'm a buyer of fields. I'm a buyer of commit and I do want to buy um I, I want to buy Darnell Mooney too. Uh I think he'll be much better as a number two. Um so yeah. And well I'm gonna give you two draft questions because uh Puff Pass Kick in the uh chat says uh, Scott you think the Bears draft another running back I have a lot of Khalil uh Herbert shares and then I wanted to ask you what uh, Matt had mentioned there was do you have any especially you know being in Chicago is there any talk about what they are gonna do with the one on one do they do they think they're gonna the Bears are gonna trade it and and try and get a haul or or is, is, are they just gonna hold on to it and do something stupid. Um, Khalil, <laughs> Khalil Herbert's amazing. Uh, he's a really good running back, actually. Um, he can do everything. Honestly, they could just play him as their lead back and and, and be fine. Agreed. Considering Fields does most of what you need anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah they'll probably draft somebody i wouldn't expect them to use high capital um you know there's so much here we keep hearing and i don't know if this is a national thing or or local but you just we keep getting linked to barkley because you know he's great and we have so much cap space and like would that be awesome yeah sure but like it doesn't fit it doesn't make sense like that's not the piece that we need right now um you know considering there's about 48 other uh holes on this roster so it just it doesn't make any sense to do that. Um, everyone here, you know, just wants to you know trade back, but they feel so uh, such a lack of confidence based on like the whole Trubisky thing where they traded up one spot and they gave up all that to like move up one spot to take Trubisky, and then it's like okay, and then that obviously we know that turned out. So uh, there's just no confidence in the team to be able to pull this off the right way. Um, however, the GM, uh, other than the chase Claypool move and other than signing Equinemius St. Brown, therefore, um, forfeiting essentially our compensatory picks that we would have gotten, which was another incredibly stupid thing. Um, those two moves outside of that. And again, rookie GM is first year, you know, like he's going to make some mistakes. Um, outside of that, he's, he's actually done a really nice job. Uh, he's found some late players in the draft last year, you know? So, I mean, I think there's some hope that he's competent enough to pull it off, but the thing is, what will the owners sign off on? And, you know, ultimately it comes down to that. And as far as getting any big names or making big trades or people thinking we're going to do like a Tyree kill or an AJ Brown or Stefan Diggs, like those, those things just are, I'm sure he's going to want to try, but I just, I don't see the team signing off on it trade down to like 
either four or yeah, just seven, eight, back, or nine, and pick up pick a up, few pieces. Pick up, a, pick up some pieces, and draft JSN, reunite them with Fields, and let's go. There you go. Let's do there it. There you go. Let's, we you fixed go. it, you guys. Bears just you just gotta <laughs> listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, unless uh, unless you, you guys have anything else, I think that's enough Bears talk. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we will move on to our final segment of the show. Find me a trade. Uh, So we have a roster here from submitted by Jason real, who I, I don't know if he's still in there, but I believe was in the chat earlier uh, at uh, real people with two R's R R real people. Um, His team is uh, Dante's Inferno. It's a, 14 team super flex PPR league 1.75 tight end premium, uh, four point passing touchdowns, minus two for interception. There's a lot going on in this league, minus two for interceptions, half a point uh, per first down, uh, except for quarterbacks who get a third of a point per f- passing first down, and there's a point one PPC. So there's all s- sort of stuff going on. I had here. no idea we had all that, <laughs> all that, and I've been in this league for three years. Or yeah, so. Scott, by the way, yes, is didn't in know. this league. So Scott actually didn't do a trade. We had Andrew do one, and me and Matt also did one. So Scott will just kind of uh comment and laugh at our trades or whatever. So uh, I will uh give a oh, it's a start 11. Uh, one of each position, QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then uh, six flex and a super flex. Uh, 28 roster spots, start 11, eight IR spots, five taxi. And it's uh, basically a bankroll league, so all rookie drafts are auction and money rolls over from year to year. Uh, our guy, Jason, does not have any rookie uh, rollover rookie money, and I don't think he has much in the way of picks either. Um, and Scott, uh, if you want to uh, share his roster, I can uh, let me pull this yeah. off the screen. If I could. I've got it. And then we pull you over off so it's easier go. to share. And then you can kind of run down his roster and then we'll get into our there. trades. Rocky, can you see that to add it in? Yeah, there we go. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, Tua, uh, Zach Wilson, Mitchell Trubisky. Running backs, Tyler Algier, Michael Carter, uh, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, James Robinson, Singletary, Kyron Williams, Jeffrey Wilson. Wide receivers, Debo Samuel, <laughs> Jacoby Myers, and a handful of uh, roster cloggers, Terrace Marshall, Devin Duvernay, uh, Chase Claypool, uh, tight end Pat Fryermuth, and uh, Johnny Smith. So that's, those are uh, pretty much the notable names there. And yeah, like you said, not, uh, not a lot of uh, picks, and I don't think any rollover money. If I'm mistaking zero. Yeah. Zero yeah. Draft he did have so. some at one point I was looking at, you said, you know, mentioned it was on the message board and then I think he made a trade that that got rid of all of it. So, um, but does this is real quick. Uh, Jason's description. He, he was uh, third in 20. He was third in the league in 2021, but had a dispersal and thought I could make my team better. So I entered it. I, I thought that was an interesting comment before I finish up here. I yeah. got, did a lot of, were there, were there multiple good teams that left? Because uh, in general, I don't think it's a good idea to, if you're third, to 
to enter a dispersal to try. I didn't know there was a dispersal, so I don't know when this was. (laughs) I finished Rocky. Rocky, I finished thirteen and one in Red List two, and I joined the dispersal. So, (laughs) but I'm assuming you did that just for fun or something. Not that you thought you were making your team better. Mostly for fun, but I just wanted I wanted to shift some value from position to other positions and things like that. But uh, yeah, mostly for fun. But yeah, I just uh, I need a very specific kind of team to enter a second chance. It's got to be very middling. If I'm I'm rebuilding, I generally don't want to lose my picks and young players. And if I'm good, yeah. I'd, uh, you're usually going to get worse. So it has to be kind of a very specific roster for me to even do that. But anyway, uh, he said this past year he was the third worst team after doing that dispersal. Uh, to my point, so uh, he said auction leagues are my weak spot, and I have issues having money for rookies, which we just talked about. So just looking to see where I can go from here. Not sure I really have a position of strength, which unfortunately I think I kind of agree with you, Jason. Um, so uh, I guess since he's not here and it'll, I'll just run it down real quick, we'll do Andrews and then we can get into Matt and I's trades. Um, Andrew gave a trade and a little write up and he actually uh, for fun uh, did a, did a trade with Scott's team since Scott is in this league, as we said. So his trade was uh, to send Debo Decline. Samuel. Oh, what was it? Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Fine. Wait, no, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> to uh to Scott for uh George Pickens and Jamal Williams. And then he says, or the combo of something like James Cook and, instead of Jamal Williams and rookie money equivalent to a fourth is a pivot. Uh, Andrew's uh, reasoning is that I think there's a tier break between Debo and Pickens, and I'd like to get more than Jamal back from tearing down. But knowing Scott, that might not be possible. Uh, I would make this trade to get uh, two potential starters. Help Scott with his pending issue, impending issue of being over the roster limit. If you can get Jamal, I would then recommend you try and flip him uh, for a better RB option, perhaps a Khalil Herbert or James Cook type. Uh, if Scott prefers Jamal over Cook, I'd be fine tra- taking Cook and a later pick in rookie money instead. But I would start with Jamal for trade value alone. Does Jamal have more trade value than James Cook? No. Not in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. So I think you're off there, Andrew. But <laughs> um, but but I guess Scott, since uh, he's trading with you, what are your thoughts on that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, just unfortunately, I mean, I already have Ayuk, and I mean, so I'd have to flip Debo or trade Ayuk. I don't really want to pair up those two guys, uh, especially with that situation. Um, and I mean, I I'm just I'm not buying Debo per se, but I, I'm all about moving from picking. So I, I guess from a strategy standpoint, I, I'd be uh, interested from that, you know, perspective. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, he's on the right track though, as far as, you know, moving one of those pieces, tearing down, getting more P pe- he's, he's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a long uh, grind. He's going to have to do a lot of trades like this, probably a similar trade like this, get pickings and a piece and then you know trade pickings for another guy and another piece and and just kind of keep working your way down um and hope some of those guys hit and turn them into rookie money or or whatever right so it just just depends on on how you want to handle that but it's it's going to be it's going to be a long grind regardless without rookie money and Matt, uh, any uh, what do you think of that? Just from a, a you know pure value perspective, and then maybe you can get into yours. I know you offered a couple options here. Uh, from a pure value perspective, I think I think it's 
I, I, I don't know. I was going to say, I think it's fine, obviously, going to get buying some years back from Debo to Pickens, but Jamal Williams doesn't do anything for this team. So I'd be looking. I think you can get, I mean, D- Debo for a late first should be a lock from any from any contender. Like at that point, I think I would rather have that late first um, than, than Pickens and Williams, and I got to do something with Williams, right? So um, for, I, I would like to zoom out, though, if you don't mind, Rocky, to the, to a little, to, to the, to the, to a top level of this league. I, I do have a few yeah. comments and I don't want to, I don't want to dump on the league or anything, but can we get rid of the auction values on the roster pages? Cause that does two things to me. <laughs> well, I guess maybe three things. One, uh, it makes you feel bad if you paid a lot for a bad player. <laughs> number True. two, it makes you feel better than you probably should if you paid a little bit for a good player. And number three, auction values, whatever you paid for the, the player in the auction value uh, does not matter. Like the, that does not have any bearing on the right. value of the market value of the actual It's not contracts so, and salaries in this league. Yeah. You're right, right. Yeah. Right. So like people, if they see it on the roster page, oh, well, like he, I paid this much. So I value him higher than maybe I should, you know, I don't know. I never even noticed that was there, <laughs> but like, it seems like it could add some biases somewhere. So I would get rid of that completely smart, um, but 14 team league with 11 stars. This is a tough, tough league. Uh, that, yeah. that's going to be a that's tough I love league it. To, yeah, uh, but I have bad news for you. I think you probably already know this, Jason. You have uh, a complete, a full gut, as they say. Uh, you need to move everything off of this roster, basically. I did come up with a few specific trades, but I, I wanted to rank your assets for you. Number one, I think your most valuable asset is Tua. Um, I could see holding on to him, but I could also see moving him because he is your most valuable piece. We have this concussion issues. He's probably coming back and he's going to play football again, but it's a little bit scary. So you probably want to hold him just because of your quarterback situation, but uh, I could see moving him for sure. Number two, most valuable is Debo that we talked about. Then you get into Stafford. Uh, and I don't even know who would, who would fourth with you. Maybe Tyler Algier, and that sounds gross. Um, so I have two suggestions for you. Number one, get rid of Stafford as soon as you can. I like trying to move him for, uh, Jahan Dotson, a former first round pick who played very well last season, uh, when he was healthy, that would be to kaboom. Uh, and then if we, I, I don't even know if this one would get accepted because everybody's probably plugged in and know that Zach Wilson isn't going to start next year. But if you could pair Stafford and Zach Wilson and go get a younger young wide receiver like Traylon, uh trail on burks then i like that as well from demon wolf and then debo for any first round pick i would just you got to get him off your roster before he becomes 29 years old and and nobody wants him yeah i i like all of these as as we'll see when i get to my trade in a minute where i you know trade basically the two main guys you're talking about here uh and i think these values are all pretty good i i'd be i'd be pretty happy to get uh any especially if they could do that trailer one i would i would love that because yeah i think you know zach wilson is kind of worthless <laughs> i might even do both of them for dotson if, if if the person already knows that wilson is worthless because he is he's already down to a 31 in the dlf trade value calculator and that's in a super flex format so if that tells you anything uh yeah he has almost no value at this point um, so try to get rid of him before somebody gets wise. Uh, yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson is just my my happiest take I've ever had. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good one because <laughs> I said it from the second he was drafted, and I've just been proven right in like a year and a half. Um, but, uh, before I move on to mine, any any other comments on on Matt Scott? Yeah, no, I mean I I, I completely agree. Um, you know, it's just. Plus, you have to, you kind of have to look at the league too and just go, 
how did it how did it turn out last year and just notice that there's kind of four or five of us that are have pretty i mean my roster is probably not that great but there's definitely four or five teams that are pretty strong and so to compete you're gonna have to start from scratch and and really build it up so there's not gonna be just two or three moves that are gonna you know put you in contention when you have some really strong teams especially in a 14 team right because then you're you're just a couple more teams behind um you know but from a positive standpoint it's a couple more teams you have to trade with right so uh you know you just gotta you gotta grind this is a this like let's be honest this is a two two two-year minimum rebuild oh yeah this is this is not you're not competing in two years you you need to tear this dang down to the bones earn the number one pick i did see you have your number one pick in 2024 uh so that's good uh so tear it down to the bones get qualified for that number one overall pick for multiple years and uh start building i agree with you on the two-year rebuild and that kind of segues nicely into my trade because what i did was i took the two guys you said uh you know you pointed out you should move in Debo and Stafford, I totally agree. Uh, you know, Debo isn't old, but for you know, for a rebuilding roster, he's going to be like 29 probably by the time you're competitive. And Stafford obviously is uh, older. And uh, I said trade De- Debo and Stafford to Team uh, Good Omens. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm asking a little much here. I don't know. But uh, for their 24 first, 23 second, 24 second, and Elijah Moore. Uh, I, I feel like Elijah Moore's value is pretty plus. It's almost sort of a flyer. I mean, not a total flyer because Elijah Moore is a very good player, but but just what from what we've seen from him uh, this past year, and we don't know what the quarterback situation is. I think his value is pretty depressed. So I was, I was hoping to get him thrown in there on top of the picks. Uh, I, like you said, I think Debo should garner at least a first, uh, and then maybe you know I don't think two, two seconds, seconds is bad for Stafford. So I I think it and like I said, try and get more thrown in there so you just have another hopeful pieces like you said 14 teams 11 starters try and get as many pieces as you can and it's going to be easier to acquire those 24 picks uh than 23 picks and it's going to take a while anyway so and good omens uh i don't know if i have their roster up on my screen now but i know they have a it looks like a team that's trying to compete although they apparently were did not make the playoffs this year looking know, at the draft no rookie money yeah. yeah, and, and yeah, and but and he he but he has like Nick. Yeah, I have it now. Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's got a he's got a lot of running backs uh, and some of them older. And he's got a lot. He's got some decent receivers and he's got Mark Andrews. So he's got a team that's not too bad. And he has no quarterbacks. He's got Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Tyrod Taylor, and Jameis Winston. So he's a guy who might have some interest in Stafford, even though his value is not very high right now. And so I think it would make sense for him too. So, and like I said, if you could work that with all four of those pieces coming back to you, I think that's great. And I think I would do it. I would, you know, take out the Elijah Moore piece. I would still do it for the picks. So uh, Matt, what do you, what do you think of that one before we finish up here? Yeah. I love it. Uh, Get as many picks. Just, I'm sure you already know this, but, Stay away from running backs, build through wide receivers, picks, and quarterbacks if you can, and take shots at cheap upside tight ends. Like that's that's the I think that's the path. Uh, if you happen to acquire a running back that is of value, then get rid of them for value as soon as soon as you can. Um, but yeah, I, I think this will be a fun rebuild. Don't give up on it because I do think this is the type of team that uh, encourages people to walk away because it mm. it looks bleak. But I think this could be a fun rebuild if you give it a chance. So uh, 
let's let's nurse it back to health. And and one other thing I wanted to point out too is um, even if you're worried, you know, when when you send these pieces, if good good omens pick might be late next year. I'm not even worried about that because especially no. in an auction league, auction. just pile yeah. those picks money. because you yeah. can make like you know five seconds equal for you know or something like yep. that. So. Uh, but Scott, uh, why don't you finish this up here and then we'll sign off? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the last point I was going to make is if you look at the rollover money, there's, you know, three teams that have, you know, 85% of the money. So, I mean, they're going to dominate for the next, you know, for definitely 23. But it's just like any it's just like any league where, OK, it's it's money. But if we translate it to picks, it's like three teams having, you know, nine of the 12 picks if you're in a normal 12 team. Right. So it, that's the equivalent um you know i'm kind of stuck in the middle so i'll have to make a decision to go you know one way or the other you don't have any money right so now you just got to start stockpiling for the future but now you have to get in the position that one of these guys is in so you can go back and look at one of those teams that has a lot of money look at how they got there right look at the trades they made look at what they did to get there um and then in two years from now you're going to be that team that has all the money that could buy up all the prospects and or trade it for your players whatever you want to do um, cause Justin, who runs this league, he built up a ton of money and instead of spending it on all the rookie picks, he bought all the players and now he's dominant. So, you know, you could, you could do it a couple different ways, but you got to yep. get the money in order to get there. So that's, that's the first step. Okay. So that's our, that was our last trade. So that'll finish us up for this week. I want to thank Matt for coming on. Uh, it's been great talking to you tonight. Uh, great talking some Packers with you. And uh, Matt, why don't you just remind everybody what you told us at the top of the show about where they can find all your stuff? Yeah, everything's over at DynastyLeagueFootball.com, the podcast, two podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at MattPriceFF, and uh, sometimes I write stuff. <laughs> okay. And uh, one thing I wanted to say before we do our, uh, you know, business at the end here is a reminder, uh, we're fairly certain now me scott and andrew that dynasty junkies three uh listener league is going to take place don't know the exact date yet um but we've gotten you know we do this sort of at the end of the show we're not tweeting about it we're not uh, uh doing any promoting anywhere else except on the show so if you if you're interested in joining the league we still have a couple spots left uh it's uh just tweet at us either dm or if you want to just do it on twitter and tag the pod uh, uh hashtag dj3 and we will get you in we've had a, a set you know, a bunch of people do that we've got a list growing so a couple spots left uh, some of the people in the chat puff pass kick kyle sandra uh, have done it and are on our little list here so uh it, it'll be a lot of fun i think we're gonna make it a 14 teamer uh if you're interested in this, that's about the only setting we know right now i think auction auction <laughs> maybe auction. <laughs> always always <laughs> yes i know matt was gonna say that <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway so if you've listened this far uh, and you're interested in joining a league with us and oh i one other thing i wanted to mention that we kind of decided this week that i thought was going to be fun is uh me scott and andrew are going to share a team and we've decided we with three of us, we're not going to make decisions together. We're just gonna see it and then do it, whoever gets there first. So so that we'll see how that works out. Uh, so you're probably gonna kick our asses because we're just gonna some of us are gonna take bad trades and some of us are probably gonna reject good trades and It'll be a lot of fun. We're probably gonna do that in the startup draft too. We're just whoever gets there first gets to make the pick. The startup so, option, yeah. So that we'll day will be like, the end of the podcast. Yeah. 
will free up my Thursday nights just in time for the season. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, again, if you want to, uh, like I said, you can DM any of the three of us. I'm at Dynasty FF Addict. He's at Scott underscore Sidlow. Uh, Andrew is not here tonight. Is at Andrew Hall FF. Or you can uh, just put it out on, you know, send a tweet out tagging the pod at Dynasty Junkies. Uh, also, uh, if you like what you heard tonight, make sure if you're not subscribed already, subscribe to the pod, subscribe to the YouTube on DAP Network. Uh, you'll see when we go live and uh, see uh, when some of the other pods go live as well. I know Fantasy Timeline is taking a little break, but they usually stream live. So uh, subscribe to the DAP Network there uh, and, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, also, uh, if you again, if you like what you heard, please give us a rating review. We have, I don't think we've gotten one in a while. I haven't checked in a little bit, but uh, it, it had been a while since our last one. So we love seeing those. Uh, give us five stars. It helps people find us. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. So, uh, Scott, why don't you take us out? Thanks again uh, to Jason for your submission. Keep those uh, FMAT submissions coming. And, you know, the more the merrier we'll, we'll figure out. We may do an all FMAT trade show at some point here coming up. So uh, keep those coming in. Thanks for hanging out with us in the chat. Thanks again uh, to Matt Price for his time tonight. Thank uh, you. For Rocky Petrella, I'm Scott Sidlow. Junkies out.